Blog Talk Radio. to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. This is Nicole, your Book of Revelation research scientist. Today we are talking about the dead judged prophecy in the Book of Revelation. This is Secrets Revealed. Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. Our focus for today, analysis and discussion of the dead judged prophecy. Here it is. From the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, the dead judged prophecy, John the Revelator says to you and to me this, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them, and I saw the dead small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is the dead judged prophecy in its entirety. I want to summarize in a nutshell What John the Revelator was shown in this vision that the angel of the Lord showed him in which he documented in writing so that we would have it as a statement of prophecy, a statement of prophecy about soon coming future events. This documentary shown to John the Revelator is about what happens when another resurrection happens. So there's another resurrection after the first resurrection, referred to in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. Another resurrection happens for the purpose of the great white throne judgment, referred to here in the dead judged prophecy. So, The dead who are judged are those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Notice that it says, all were judged, great and small, all the dead. 
Let me go exactly to that scripture. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. At this point, it has been a thousand years for which Jesus Christ has lived on this present earth again in his glorified, perfected, peak performance body. In other words, we're at the point in linear time where these events have happened. The Great Tribulation has started and ended. The seven final plagues of God have started and ended. The Battle of Armageddon has been fought and won by Jesus Christ. The first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ have come to an end. At the end of the thousand years, Satan was destroyed with what? The second death. He's thrown into the lake of fire where he joins the Antichrist and the false prophet. At this time of the great white throne judgment, it's time for the last two enemies the last two enemies of God to be destroyed. And what's God's strategy for destroying his enemies? It's the second death. Now think about this. If you were to punish someone, what sense would it make to say, I'm going to punish you by putting you into yourself. So your punishment is that you are sentenced to you. It sounds nonsensical, and it is. Hell is a reality. But when is the reality of hell? And where is the reality of hell? Hades is the location where there are prisons of darkness, and it's underneath the earth. Gehenna is a lake of fire. And when we talk about the second death, we are talking about the latter. We're talking about Gehenna. In other words, when it's time to throw Hades into the lake of fire, that communicates the reality to us that Hades is not the same thing as the lake of fire. Now you might say, you lost me. What's your point here? In Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, it says, Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Hades can't be cast into itself. That's no punishment. That's no destruction. Hades is cast into the lake of fire where it joins the Antichrist, 
the false prophet, Satan, and the children of Satan. Death and Hades are cast into the lake of fire. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26 says, And the last enemy he destroys will be death. And so here we have it. This is the documentary that reports that soon coming future reality. Now, again, it says in the Dead Judged Prophecy, Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. So what exactly is Hades? Let's go to the ten scriptures in the Bible using the New King James Version where Hades appears. So in Matthew chapter 11, verse 23, it says, And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. Notice it says brought down to Hades. Hades is a physical location. Those of us who are here on the earth, we are, we reside in uh, real physical locations. Those who are dead reside in real physical locations. They are either in Hades underneath the earth or they're in present heaven, a location somewhere above the earth. So let us talk about the reality of Hades and the ten places in the Bible in the New Testament where it appears. So here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 23, it says, And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says, And I also say to, to you that you are Peter, And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So that's interesting, communicating to us that this location, Hades, has some gates. So there are are gates for entering the physical location underneath the earth, which is Hades. Luke chapter 10, verse 15 says, And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. And Luke chapter 16, verse 23 says, And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So we've heard a second interesting thing about Hades. Folks who are in Hades are in torments the reality is is that Hades is a prison of darkness underneath the earth separate from Hades is Gehenna the lake of fire when an individual or entity is cast into the lake of fire It is true that individual will be tormented day and night forever and ever. We know that from Revelation chapter 20, 
verses 1 to 10, that's the millennial reign prophecy. It says when Satan is cast into the lake of fire, he joins the antichrist and false prophet where they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Torment is what characterizes the experience of both Hades, which is a temporary location. It's a temporary location for those who are dead, those who died, who are not in Christ. It is characterized by an experience where there are, quote, torments. We know that from Luke chapter 16, verse 23. When we see that Hades is cast into the lake of fire, we understand that the lake of fire is a separate reality. But the experience of individuals and entities who are cast into the lake of fire is also torment. Now, again, let's start at the beginning. What do I mean by that? When we're talking about chronological time, what happens when an individual dies? Let's follow the trajectory of those who have died and who were not in Christ. The wicked who have rejected Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 16, verse 23 it says, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abram, Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So here's a man who's in Hades. And what's his experience? He's in torment. Let's, let's take a look at this. Luke chapter 16, verse 22 says, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. He's tormented. Where is he tormented? He's tormented in Hades. Now, again, Hades can't be the lake of fire because we know in Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, it says, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. It would not make sense for God to cast Hades into itself. We shouldn't be confused about the reality that it is a tormenting experience to be separated from God in Hades which is a prison underneath the earth, 
and the reality that it's a tormenting experience to be separated from God in the lake of fire. Both realities, both experiences are characterized by torment. It is tormenting to be forever separated from God. Let's go back. What else do we hear about Hades? It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 27, For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. So, He's saying to us and saying to the Lord, you will not leave my soul in Hades. That means that it's a possibility that a soul could be left in Hades. Now, every human being who lives on the earth is three in one body. That's a physical, tangible body, a natural body. That's one of the three. Every human being who lives on the earth has a soul. That's the individual's mind, will, and emotions. And every human being on the earth has a spirit. So in that way, we're three in one. When a person experiences the first death, now the person is two in one in the sense that the person is relieved of the natural body. The individual is a disembodied spirit. When we say disembodied, disembodied not in the natural body. Now, we're told that we have a heavenly body, okay, but we're talking about the natural body. So when an individual experiences the first death, there's perfect continuity of life. You might say, well, how can that be, research scientists, because the soul and spirit continue seamlessly. When an individual dies, the individual continues to have his or her same mind, will, and emotions. What's that? The same soul. The individual continues to have the same spirit. So the individual is reduced to two-in-one instead of being three-in-one until the time of either the first resurrection or another resurrection. That's noted in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. Now let's get back to here talking about Hades and the soul. It says, for you will not leave my soul in Hades. Why? Anyone who is in Christ will not have his soul or her soul left in Hades. When an an individual dies, there's the experience of death, the soul continues. Where does it continue? There are only two locations. The soul and spirit, two in one, together. That's the entirety of the individual. Travels is relocated to either Hades. Who does that happen to? Those who are not in Christ. But for those who are in Christ, you will not leave my soul in Hades. But for those who are not in Christ, 
Where are they right now? They're here. Where's here? Hades. Hades is a physical location. It's underneath the earth. Now think about this. Human beings right now in 2023, for all time that precedes the first resurrection, for all time that precedes the first resurrection, human beings are either in one of three locations, underneath the earth, on the earth, or above the earth. Now let's go to uh, the book of Revelation. The Seven Seals Prophecy, Revelation Chapter 5, it says in verse 3, let's go to verse 2, And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Now think about that. There's an important scroll that needs to be read. Who can read? Human beings can read a scroll. Where? Where? Where does the angel look? to find a human being who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it, heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Three locations. Again, it says, And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. There are three locations for all human beings right now. Until the time of the first resurrection, all human beings dwell either on the earth. That's where you and I are right now. Three in one, we have a physical body and within earth suit, within this tent, our physical body, our natural body, our soul and spirit are housed. All human beings, until the resurrection again, are in one of three locations on the earth or in heaven or under the earth. Again, verse 3 of chapter 5 of the book of Revelation says, But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. That's telling us that where are the ones, what ones, where are human beings? Human beings are either in heaven or on earth or under the earth. Notice it doesn't say or the lake of fire. The angel doesn't look to see if there are any humans in the lake of fire who can read the scroll because no human beings are in the lake of fire. What's the lake of fire? Gehenna. 
the lake of fire is the second death according to revelation chapter 20 verse uh revelation chapter 20 verse 14 what does it say then death and hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death but when the angel's looking for human beings to read the scroll, he doesn't look to see if there's anyone in the lake of fire because no human being goes to the lake of fire until after the battle of Armageddon is fought and won. The first human being to go to the lake of fire is the Antichrist. Revelation Chapter 19, the first human being to go to the lake of fire is the Antichrist. This is after he's captured. This is after the Battle of Armageddon is fought and won. Now, as you know, the Battle of Armageddon has yet to be fought. It's soon coming, but it's yet to be fought. Now, is there a flame? Are there flames? In Hades, well, we heard in Luke that the rich man said there was a flame. But he's not talking about the lake of fire. He's not talking about Gehenna. No person is sentenced to eternal damnation until the individual has his or her case heard at the great white throne judgment. God's not holding court over and over and over and over again at time one and in time two and time three and time four. No, there's one great white throne judgment for all time, for all whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, for all who are among the bad fish, for all the goats, for all the weeds, for all the tares, for all the children of Satan. Some of the children of Satan have yet to be born yet. There won't be many great white throne judgments. There's only one. And it's only after an individual individual's case has been tried and the individual has been found guilty that the individual is sentenced to the lake of fire, sentenced to eternal damnation, thrown into the lake of fire where the individual will join the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan who will already be there. Now let's continue. Where else in the Bible do we have information about Hades. So we just heard Acts chapter 2, verse 27. Now here in Acts chapter 2, verse 31, it says, For seeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Let's get that full sentence. Acts chapter 2, verses 30 to 32. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him 
that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God had raised up, of which we are all witnesses. So when Jesus Christ died, his soul was not left in Hades. It says he descended and he ascended. Ascended where? To heaven. But he descended first where? To Hades. But his soul was not left in Hades. What happened? So after he descended to Hades, he took the keys to Hades and death. He took them from Lucifer and he rose from the dead. He ministered to the people of God and subsequently ascended to present heaven where he is to this very day, where he will be until he returns for the first resurrection, the marriage of the Lamb. When he gets his forever bride, he gets all his family members to be with him, three in one, no longer disembodied spirits in heaven in a heavenly body or individuals on the earth in a natural body, but all of his family members, all of the bride of Christ in the same kind of body that he has, a perfected, glorified, immortal body. We have to put on immortality. That's the first resurrection. So the soul of Jesus Christ was not left in Hades, that when Jesus died, he had perfect continuity of life. He descended into Hades, and he rose from the dead three days later, and he put on his perfected, glorified, immortal body, the same body that he's in, Today, the same kind of body that he promises for each whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, an immortal body, a body that's free of DNA errors. Hades is not the lake of fire. It says his soul was not left in Hades, talking about uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's hear it again. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ. So we're talking about the resurrection of the Christ. How did it happen? That his soul was not left in Hades. Whose soul? The soul of Jesus Christ. So it descended when he died, he descended into Hades, but his soul was not left there. 
It says, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up. Raised up from where? Raised up from the dead. Well, now where was he when he was dead? He was in Hades. Where's Hades? Under the earth. Remember the angel of the Lord in Revelation chapter 5, he's looking to find someone who's worthy to read the scroll, and where does he look? He looks on the earth, he looks under the earth, and he looks in heaven. Why? Those are the three locations where human beings reside until the first resurrection. So right now there are human beings who are in Hades. Their soul was left in Hades. Why? Because they weren't in Christ. Because they are not in Christ. Let's continue. Talking about uh, Hades. Now when Jesus Christ ascended into Hades, he ministered to the prisons, the prisoners who were there. That's what he did. He preached in hell. When we say in hell, what do we mean? We're not talking about Gehenna, the lake of fire, but we're talking about the hell that exists when someone is separated from God in a prison of darkness underneath the earth. Let's go there, First Peter. In First Peter, it says, First Peter chapter three, verse nineteen. In 1 Peter chapter 3, it says, let's start with verse 18. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. Now let's pause for a second. It said, it says uh, here in First Peter chapter 3, he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. Where is God the Father right now? He's in present heaven. When a person dies, the person does not automatically go to heaven unless the individual died in Christ. The default location is Hades. It's only those who have found and followed God's plan for salvation that existed at the time the individual lived on the earth. It's only those individuals who go safely home to God. Now let's continue here. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned. But he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. 
those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Did you hear that? So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Now, we are just told a little bit about the ministry of Jesus Christ in Hades. I've heard over and over again folks saying, well, what about those people who died before Jesus died on the cross? What has happened to them? Listen, God is a just God, and he is smarter than me. I think everyone knows that. But do you also know that he's smarter than you? God has not forgotten about anyone. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about me. He did not forget about those people who died prior to the crucifixion of Jesus. So those who were here when Jesus was on this earth, they had the benefit of Jesus Christ and the ministry of his apostles. Those of us who are here on the earth after after the death of both Jesus Christ and his apostles, we have the benefit of the word of God and those who teach the word of God and, of course, his prophets and his pastors. Those who died before Jesus lived on this earth, they had the benefit of ministry from Jesus Christ himself. How do we know that? It says right here in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse, verses 18, 19, and 20, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So it says, it's telling, it's telling us the timing. He suffered physical death. Okay. Then what happened after he suffered physical death? It goes straight into it. Verse 19 of chapter 3, 1 Peter. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now remember, when an individual dies... The individual is two in one. What? Soul and spirit, but disembodied. Soul and spirit. Soul and spirit in Hades, where there are prisons of darkness, or in heaven. When Jesus descended, after he died, he descended where? He went under the earth. He descended to a physical location. That physical location is Hades. And what's in Hades? There are gates, and within those gates there are prisons. And Jesus literally went to minister. He had a ministry. What did he share? Presumably the good news. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What does he talk about? Himself, the good news, his plan and purpose for every human being. His plan and purposes are to have each of us be a part of the royal race included in his bride, part of his forever family on the new earth. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, take home point. Where were, Where is this prison? This prison is underneath the earth. It's under the earth. It's in Hades. Now, why did he go to preach to the spirits in prison? Why didn't he just go and say, uh, Lucifer, I'm taking these keys, uh, I'm taking the key, uh, the keys to death and Hades, and I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Certainly, he could have done that. But he chose spend time preaching. Preaching to who? The spirits in prison. What spirits? Those spirits who have a mind, will, and emotion. Those spirits who are disembodied human beings. They were awaiting next steps in the trajectory of their lives. So when they heard the ministry of Jesus Christ, they heard the good news, the same good news that he preached when he was here on this earth, the same good news that's documented in the Holy Bible. And in that way, God's justice was realized. He has no favorites. He has no favorites. Now let's go back to talk about the reality of Hades. So Hades is a physical location. It is under the earth. And the word Hades appears ten times. Ten times in the New King James Version of the Bible, ten times in the New Testament. Go next to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. It says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Hades is a prison of darkness, but... It will not have a victory, just like the Antichrist, the false prophet, Satan, and the children of Satan, Hades, and death are going into the lake of fire. In the dead judge prophecy, we heard it. Let's hear it again one more time. The dead judge prophecy says in verses 14 and 15 of Revelation chapter 20, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Now, what does this mean? Death and Hades are enemies. They are enemies of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 26 says, and the last enemy he destroys will be death. 
Who's he? Jesus Christ. And we we see uh, that it happens at the great white throne judgment. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, looking at this in context, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Friend, if you die tonight and you are in Christ, don't worry about it. If you die Next year, and you die in Christ, don't worry about it. You say, well, what do you mean? Death is a tragedy. Certainly, but only for those who die and who are not in Christ. Only for those who die and who descend into Hades. Only for those whose souls are left in Hades until the great white throne judgment. Every person who dies in Christ, will put on incorruption. What does that mean? At the time of the first resurrection, every person who dies in Christ and every person who is on the earth at the time of Jesus Christ's return will put on an incorruptible, perfected, glorified, peak performance body. How do we know that? Revelation chapter 1 says Jesus Christ was the firstborn of the dead. If he's the firstborn of the dead, that means there's some that come after. There's a second. Who's that? Those who are in heaven. So every human being is somewhere. No human being that was ever created by our creator has ceased to exist. Every human being is either on the earth, under the earth, or above the earth in heaven. So every human being is on the earth, three in one, in a body. Or under the earth, two in one, soul and spirit only. Or above the earth, in heaven, spirit and soul in a heavenly body. A heavenly body is not the same as an incorruptible body. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, alerts us to the reality of Hades. And it says, O death, where's your sting? O Hades, where's your victory? Hades is a loser. Hades is a storage tank. Storage tank for who? The temporary location is a storage tank for those who are on their way to the great white throne judgment. It's like when somebody um, has been arrested and they put them in, uh, they put the individual in jail, but it's not the permanent facility, but a, a temporary holding place until they have a chance to go before the judge. So the great white throne judgment is when every person who is a child of Satan, goes before God to 
have his or her case heard, but we know the outcome. They will all be found guilty and will all be sentenced. Sentenced to what? Eternal damnation. What's eternal damnation? Experiencing life forever and ever in the lake of fire. Life forever and ever in the lake of fire is what happens after an individual has lived under the earth in Hades, where there are prisons. Prisons for who? Those who await the great white throne judgment. So let us continue. And and what is our point here? We want to understand the reality that no human being right now is in the lake of fire. Human beings are either on the earth, above the earth in heaven, or under the earth in Hades until the first resurrection. And those who are under the earth will stay there at the time of the first resurrection for another thousand years. They will not be resurrected again. According to Revelation chapter 20, verse 5, they will not be resurrected again until after the end of the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth. Now, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, we're alerted again to the reality of Hades, a location under the earth for disembodied spirits who are not in Christ. It says, So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. In Revelation 20, verse 13, The sea gave up the dead who were in it, And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. So now we're in the dead judged prophecy. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 to 15, that's where we started. We're going to end with that again. What is the dead judged prophecy? It's the documentary John the Revelator was shown when he was called up to heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, John tells how he was called up to heaven. And beginning with chapter 5, we have the written account of everything that he heard when he was shown external visions to himself. He was shown uh, visions, but they were external to him. These were not visions or dreams that he caused himself to have. These were visions created by an omniscient God. These were visions shown to him by an angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord was instructed to show John the Revelator documentaries in heaven, moving pictures with sound, visions. Today we call moving pictures with sound, uh, we don't call them visions, we call them movies. Uh, But this wasn't just any kind of movie, it's a documentary. Realities, soon coming future realities. Now this was the 11th Movie, the 11th vision, John the Revelator was shown when he was called up to heaven, and he didn't have the benefit of your cell phone or my cell phone or a movie camera to record the vision he was shown. So there were sound, moving pictures. It was real, as real as a movie is. So he saw a vision, but he didn't have the ability to record it with electronic technology, so he used the technology that existed at that time, a writing utensil and 
parchment. So he wrote down everything he saw. And this is what he saw with that 11th documentary he was shown in heaven. He says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. So he saw the time of the final judgment. And he saw every person who goes to Hades, every person who's under the earth because they have died and they failed to go to mediation, they are not in Christ, they they were born in the image of Adam, and they never transitioned to being born again. And so they have inherited and they have sin debt that's unaccounted for, and now they're at court. And their sins are going to be read out loud at court. What court? The court of God. And here it is, the great white throne judgment. And it says, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, before him where? Before him uh, as he sits on the great white throne. And it says, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. So God has evidence. What's the evidence God uses? He has two books. He has the book of life, and every person who's transitioned from being a son of Adam to being a son or daughter of God, all those individuals, each person's name is written in the Lamb's book of life if they are a child of God. The other evidence that God has is he has a book, and if a person's book does not have the individual sins blotted out, then that sin debt is still there and it has to be paid for. The purpose of going to mediation, as described in First Timothy, the purpose of going to mediation is manyfold, but the key purpose is to get one's sins blotted out so that there is no sin debt. And when there's no sin debt, when the sin debt has been paid, all the sins are blotted out of a person's book, so God has no case against the person because the person is in right standing with God. But it says here, for those individuals who failed to go to mediation, and I saw the dead small and great standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Every person who's died, who's not in Christ, goes to Hades, that's under the earth, in the end, at the great white throne judgment, every person who was in Hades will be sentenced to eternal damnation, which is Gehenna, the lake of fire. Thank you for being with me, friend and truth seeker. We're going to continue on Sunday talking about the dead judged prophecy 
Until next time, friend and truth seeker, God bless you, and thank you for being with me and with us today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.